Hey, thanks for taking a few minutes today to tune in. We pray that no matter where you're listening from, these messages are engaging, encouraging, and relevant to where you are on your life's journey. I got a text that last Sunday morning from somebody on our dream team, uh, somebody that's on our, our trailer team that pulls our trailers on Sunday morning. And my wife and I and our family got delayed in Toronto last Saturday night. And I got a text at about uh, 6.50. Hey, Lauren, I have a flat tire. And it's on the trailer. And I'm like, I'm stranded in Ontario. I can't do nothing about this. Anyway, the day goes on. I'm like, I'm assuming things went well. And I got a text at about 8.30, which 8.30 is our goal on a Sunday morning. Our trailers pull up at 7 o'clock, okay? We have two 20-foot trailers that are filled with all this gear and all of our, our, our kids' programming stuff and flags from outside. And, and it's filled. And I get a text at about 8.30, and it was everything was set up. Now, we start setting up at 7, but last week... A trailer lost its tire, and the trailers actually didn't get here till eight. And I, in in the normal world, I'm kind of, people would be kind of like, Ugh. but our dream team, the people that are on our setup team, is amazing. That they had us back. We started an hour later last week. I wasn't here, but if you were here and everything went smoothly, you don't know that a trailer lost its tire. We were an hour behind, but our setup teams and our tech teams and all of our dream team uh, pulled together and had us back on time. That church actually started on ten, and not only did it just start on time, I hear that the whole like worship uh, rehearsal and run through actually started on time. So in literally in 30 minutes, everything you see here got set up. So I think our dream team deserves a huge round of applause for making that happen last week. Now you're here sitting here, some of you might be sitting here and, and thinking, man, that team sounds legit. They are legit. You might be thinking, I'd like to be on a team like that. Well, guess what? You can be. You're like, well, what can I do? You know what? You have a truck, you can pull a trailer. You have two arms, you can put out chairs. If you have a smile, you can greet. If you, if you love kids, you can hang, hang with, with kids in our kids department. There's ever, there's so many things you could do that if, that we want to create a place that not people just come to spectate, but we actually create participants, people that are not just sitting in seats to being consumers, but people that are Contributors. So if you're here and you're like, man, I, I think that team sounds really fun. I'd like to get connected. Join uh, our Next Steps team upstairs after the service. And if you need directions there, just go to the guest center out in the front lobby and they can direct you there. It was five weeks ago that we started the series, My Big Fat Mouth. La, 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 la. I don't know if you know it by now or not, but I tried to memorize it yesterday. That's as much as I got. La, 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 la. But we started a series, Big Fat Mouth. How many of you know that your mouth can get you in trouble? Yeah, it's like, if you, next week we're talking about lying. And if you didn't put your hand up there, you need to come back next week, okay? Our mouths can get us in trouble. The, the, the Bible actually says that our tongues is one of the hardest things to tame. A few weeks back, I talked about complaining. And then just before we left, my lovely wife, Shauna Lee, about an amazing word on criticizing. Today we're going to tackle something that has affected us all. Something that is, is easily done. Something that seems to happen almost in nearly every conversation in some way, shape, or form. We're going to talk about gossip. Now, nobody ran. Good, good. 
We all know someone who gossips, don't we? Maybe the person that's sitting next to us at, at work. If you don't know somebody that gossips, you probably are that person that gossips. But I, I bet you've heard a little bit of gossip lately. Maybe you, have a, maybe you have a little problem with your mouth and speaking too much gossip. Whichever the case, I've discovered and noticed that gossip is rampant. Not just in, in church, but in, in our world. We like to talk. And Proverbs 18.8 gives us a little insight into why that is. It says, rumors are like dainty little morsels that sink deep into a person's heart. Have you ever had your carpet cleaned? And you've, you've had it cleaned and all these pieces of food and crumbs and hair comes out. And you're like, man, I vacuum every single day. How is there this much dirt in my carpet? That's kind of like... Gossip, dainty little morsels that, that, because on the surface it's easy to get it off, but when it becomes dainty little morsels, it, it takes root in somewhere. And all of a sudden you can have a conversation with somebody or be in a, in a conversation with a bunch of people and all, and out of nowhere this question comes up. Did you hear about? And as soon as you hear that question, as soon as you hear, we're like, hear about what? About who? They did, they did that. Does so-and-so know? Oh, if they don't know, we got to tell them. We got we to got, we tell. Gossip. It's everywhere. I've heard it said that gossip has a time to travel around the world before the truth can get out of bed and put its pants on. Now that's even more true in our culture today because the first thing we do, most of us do before we get out of bed and put our pants on is pick up our phones and click, like, share, argue. And the rumor can go a lot quicker around the world before the truth gets out of bed. And the funny thing about gossip is that if I say something to somebody then they go and say it to somebody else. That individual is now putting their twist on, even, it might even be the truth, on, their, on that story. And they go put their twist. And the further it gets away from the source, the more it gets talked about, the more it gets shared, the more it gets liked, the further it actually gets away from the truth. Have you ever played a telephone game? Where you, you, you whisper a, a, a sentence into somebody's ear. And then they have to whisper it to the next person. They have to whisper it to the next person. It gets really funny when you do it with five-year-olds. And by the time it gets to the end of the line, it is nowhere close. It might have some similar words, but it's nowhere close. And that's what gossip is like. It's like the telephone game. But gossip has a couple problems. It's really hard for the person that is speaking to actually identify that they're gossiping. It's really hard for us to recognize in the mirror when we look at ourselves, we're like, oh, well, I'm, not, I'm not gossiping. I shared with our dream team just before the service what we're, what we're talking on today. And if, if, you're, if you're here and you've, you've come from a, a, a church background, you might get that, you might understand this one. If, you, if this is the very first time, you know what? This is not what this church is like. But one of the easiest ways, one of the most common ways that Christians like to gossip is disguising it in a prayer request. Did you hear? I was like, we have to pray for Michael. Okay, we'll pray for Michael. No, 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 no. We got to pray 
for Michael. Did you hear? No, we'll just pray for Michael. No, 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 pastor. You, you, did you hear about Michael? See, I know that Michael and his wife's having marriage, marriage issues, and I've noticed the last little while. See, I'm their neighbors, and, and you know what? I'm just, I, I feel for them, and you know what? I've been praying for them, but I've noticed that Michael's been coming home late, late lately, and, and, and I know that at their new business, they've hired a new secretary, and he, he's been staying late at, at work, and oh, I, I just feel, Pastor, you know what? We just should pray for Michael and his wife because Susie, she, she you know, what that skirt she just wears way too short and I know they're staying late at work but if there's it's like late and I don't know if, if somebody can work that late because you know what I'm talking about like they they're working late right pastor we just got we got to pray we got to pray for Michael and his wife I just feel so 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 hard like so heavy on me like can we pray for them what are we doing gossiping or, or this one this is this is uh, something that is often said or done about gossip as well. Well, if it's true, therefore it's not gossip. I love what Craig Rochelle says. If you don't listen to his podcast or read any of his books, you need to pick up some of his books. He says that everything that is said must be true, but not everything that is true must be said. Everything that is said must be true, but not everything that is true must be said. And for some people here today, that is literally enough reason to get out of bed this morning and be at Discovery Church just to hear that tidbit of truth. What we realized a few, a few weeks ago when Pastor Sean Lee spoke is that our tongues, our mouths have the ability to bring life and it has the ability to bring death. But the ball is in our court. Do we want our mouths and the words that we speak to bring life or to bring death? Speaking life and encouragement and building someone up or tearing someone down and bringing death to that individual. I think, I know, I know most of us decently well and I, I know lots of humans. And if we had a one-on-one conversation, chances are you're not such a mean person. We're not so mean that we actually are intended to hurt people. I don't think that we're, we're intentionally about going and harming someone. We, we actually want to speak life. We want to, we want to build people up. But when we gossip, it hurts. When we talk about other individuals, even if it might be true, it still hurts. I want to look at a a, a few different ways and a few different people that gossip hurts this morning. Gossip first hurts the person that is spoken about. Proverbs 16, 28 says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Now I would bet that in here, Someone knows this verse way too well. Maybe you didn't know it was from Proverbs, but you probably have lost a good friend because of gossip. 
It might have been something simple. Maybe you shared in, in grade seven or grade six or whenever you started liking the opposite sex. Maybe you, you, started, you shared with your best friend, hey, I, I think I like so-and-so. I think I have a crush. And, and that best friend then went on and, and told somebody and told somebody and told somebody. And it got back to the person that you have a crush on. And it became this whole big thing. And people were teasing you and laughing at you. And even though years later... The crush did not pan out. You're not married to them and, and you're, you might be friends on Facebook. You don't care about the crush anymore. But it still hurts because a friend could not be trusted when you told them something that was a secret at the time. Maybe it's a little bit more serious. Maybe you shared with someone close to you about an addiction Something that would hold you down, maybe to a substance, maybe to pornography, maybe to something else. You, you shared with them, and they went on and told somebody. And that somebody went on and told somebody else. And, and you actually told your, your friend or your acquaintance this in, in private to helpfully, uh, to, to work through some issues in your life. Hoping that doing what the Bible says to find accountability and, and to share, share with one another. But now it's becoming a big thing and your, your image is tainted and, and, and you actually have set back in, you're, you've been set back in your, in your fight against an addiction because you're afraid now to tell anybody else because you're afraid that it'll all start over again. Separating a good friend. Or maybe you've had marriage issues and you shared with, with somebody about a real issue hoping that they could bring some help or at least pray for you or at least hold you up. Let, say, hey man, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on your side, I'm with you. But they went on and told somebody. And they told somebody else and somebody else told somebody else. And did you hear what? Really? Michael, he's working late? No. What happens? It gets back to your wife. And it becomes this huge, blown up issue. And all you were looking for was some help, some accountability. Gossip hurts the person is spoken about second person that it hurts is that it hurts the listener now you might be like well it hurts the listener I didn't do nothing I was just a listening ear I was just the, the leaning on shoulder for the person that 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 was telling me so and so knew something and they wanted to get it off their chest so they told somebody else and told somebody else and told somebody else but it hurts the listener Proverbs 17, 4 says, Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. So if you break that verse apart, it essentially is saying wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Or if you listen to gossip, you're wrong. Now, there are, ish, there are times in, in people's lives, especially within the church context, that people say stuff and somebody, it falls on somebody's ears and they're so overwhelmed with it that they have to go and seek counsel. The Bible is completely clear. 
Sean Lee and I have had conversations with people. Pastor Lauren, Pastor Sean Lee, I, I heard this and I'm, I'm so heavy, but I don't know what to do with it. And it's not coming from a gossiping heart. It's coming from a heart of concern. And that's, that's biblical, but I want to I pull it apart a little bit here. Something else that Craig Rochelle says. It says, what you permit, you promote. What you permit, you promote. So if you're going to allow, if we're going to, I'm not, it, me in this too. If we're going to allow someone to tear down our family, to tear down our friends, to tear down an acquaintance, if we're going to be in the presence, if we're going to allow that, what we permit, we promote. Your promotion is saying, you're, you're promoting it by your inaction. The Bible is clear. It is wrong to gossip. Gossip hurts the listener. But gossip also hurts the speaker. Proverbs 25, 9 says, When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you will never regain your good reputation. I don't think we go around hoping that we don't have a good reputation. I think most of us in here probably uh, have... A goal in life to have a good reputation with our neighbors, with our co-workers, with our friends, with our family, to have a good reputation. But the Bible says that if you start gossiping, everything that you've worked for, every, all the reputation that you work to build up can be ripped away like that. And that you may never regain about it. Think about it for a moment. We've all been around gossip. We've all been around individuals that tear and rip people apart when they're not, not present and, and they just slander and they knock their name. What do you think? Do you think, man, I want to be just like them? The way that they talk about uh, Mrs. Betty Bop, I don't even know what's the name, but uh, the way that we talk about that individual, uh, man, how she, she just rips her apart. She ta- trashes her. I want to be just like her when I'm older. We don't think like that. If you're anything like me, when I'm around somebody that's tearing somebody else down, this is what I think. Man, I better be, I better be careful what I say. Because the moment that I leave this room, she's probably going to be talking about me. Or he's probably going to be talking about me. So I just quiet myself and say, I'm not saying nothing. So gossip hurts the person spoken about. Gossip hurts the listener. Gossip hurts the person listening. So essentially, gossip hurts everybody. So we know, if we know that gossip hurts everybody, then the goal then becomes how do we stop gossiping? Or how do we stop gossip from happening? Well, I'm glad you asked because I have a couple tactics this morning that will help us not just stop gossiping with our mouths, but help gossiping stop in conversations with friends, with family, with people at at work. And there's two things, two tactical things this morning. If you take notes, break out your phones. These are two things that you want to put in place today that tangibly that you can walk out of church with today in your life and make a difference in the world in which you live. The first thing is this, guard your ears. 
So as you leave today, we have bought earmuffs for every single individual that you can walk around and has little Discovery logos on them. So all day, every day, you can walk around with earmuffs. So you don't need to listen to anybody. You can live in your own little world. I'm kidding. But you do need to guard your ears. You know what? We have the ability to stop conversations and not rudely stop conversations. But I want to, I want to introduce a question that you can have in your tool belt as a tactic against gossip. And here's a question that you can ask to guard your ears. When somebody is talking to you about somebody or something, you can ask this question. Why are you telling me this? What that question helps the speaker do is helps him stop for a moment and actually take a mental inventory of why they are actually telling you. And now you might be saying, well, I'm, I'm not that bold just to stop a conversation in the middle of, of it and say, why are you, why are you telling me this? And, or, or don't go giving sass. I just think of somebody like, why are you telling me this? You know, like just stopping somebody right in the middle. That's not what I'm talking about. Here's a softer approach. Somebody sharing something with you. When the opportunity comes up, hey, it seems like, you're, you're very invested. It seems like you're very concerned for, for that person. Have you, have you talked to them yet? Have you talked to so-and-so about what you've been sharing? 98% or chances are 98% of people will say no. That's a good indicator that the root is actually gossip, even though the person speaking might not feel like it's gossip, that if they say, well, no, I haven't, well, let's put a stop on it and say, well, before you say any more, maybe you should go talk to them. Actually, you know what? I'll even go with you. I remember serving in a, in a, in a church before, planting Discovery Church, and I was having a conversation with an individual, and they were actually... Uh, speaking very badly about one of the leaders at the church. And I literally stopped them and said, you know what? If you, if you have an issue with that person, come on, let's, let's go. Let's go to their office. We'll talk to them. They're like, what do you mean? They're like, right now? I'm like, yeah, yeah, right now. Like, if it's this big of, a, if this is this big of an issue, now I'm a little bit more bold than, than most. So I literally took, I, I took them by the arm and said, let's, let's go and talk. Let's go sit in their office. And we went and knocked on the door and we went and sat down. It's like, okay, I, I, tell them your issue. And they're like, ah. Uh, Right? Getting at the root of God. Little dainty little morsels. Proverbs chapter 20 says, Gossip goes around telling secrets. Don't hang around with chatterers. Now I get it. There are people in our world that just like to talk. Talk, 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 talk talk about people they like it's not bad to talk but to talk about people over and over and over and they hear this and they tell somebody and they tell somebody some people just like to talk some people like to gossip they don't think they're gossiping but you know that they are the bible is pretty clear that if asking that question doesn't work proverbs says don't hang around with chatterers don't hang around with gossipers it's kind of tough when they're actually probably a friend. 
But if somebody is actually just wanting to speak death into people's lives, chances are they're not really worth hanging out with. Second tactic. First one is watch your ears. The second tactic is this. Close your mouth. Proverbs 21, 23. This, this verse is amazing. You should try to read your Bible sometimes. We should read our Bible more. Like it's, it's filled with good tips. And the thing about this verse is that I can say it the way that it's written, and I don't want to feel bad about it. I can blame it on the Bible. It says, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Proverbs 21, 23. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and stay out of trouble. If, if Sophia, which is my six-year-old, heard me say that, Daddy said a bad word. Why did you say shut up? Watch your mouth, keep your mouth shut, and stay out of trouble. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, stay out of trouble. A question that you could ask yourself to help you keep your mouth shut, help us keep our mouth shut, is this. Would I want anybody else sharing what I am sharing about me? Even if it's true. If you haven't talked to that individual, the root is gossip. Right? The golden rule that we all know, even though we may not know that it's a Bible verse, Luke 6, 31. Jesus teaches us to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So the question again remains today and the same question that Sean Lee uh, ended her message with a few weeks back. So are you going to speak life or are we going to speak death? So many things in our lives are given to choice. One of the greatest human right is human choice. It's why we started Discovery Church to, to give people the choice that Jesus, to know about Jesus. Right? We say that 300,000 people in our city don't even know that Jesus exists. They don't even know that there's a choice to choose Jesus. What if the greatest choice that you could ever make, you didn't even know existed? That's why we launched Discovery Church. That's why, why the name is Discovery, that people can come and discover that there's an authentic, real relationship with Jesus Christ. And so many things in, in, in our relationship with Jesus battle down to choices. And we have the choice with our mouths to either choose to speak life or choose to speak death. First Thessalonians says 5 and 11, one of the reasons of meeting together is therefore encourage one another and build each other up. What if we were a church that was known not for gossip, but we, but we were known for speaking life? And instead of Hey, did you hear what so-and-so said about you? When that question comes up, like, and make people, no, I didn't. Well, guess what? Johnny said that you were the most mature. You had the best leadership qualities for a young guy I have ever seen. Don't you think that would make somebody feel good? Or when somebody says, hey, did you hear about what? Lucy said about you? No, no, I didn't. 
She said, I was inspired last Sunday by the way that you served and that you served so passionately that it actually challenged her to be more like Jesus and to get connected to a dream team and get connected to the setup team and get connected to a worship team because they seen the way that you would serve everybody that came in the door of Discovery Church. And she told me that and now she's on a path to becoming more like Jesus. We need to guard our ears. We need to learn to ask the question. Because it hurts the listener. It hurts the person speaking about. And it hurts the person speaking. Gossip. You probably don't need to go very far before you see it active. But our big fat mouths can get us in trouble. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and stay out of trouble. Here's one thing that I know about gossip is that gossip hurts. We've all experienced it. No matter where in life, I'm going to call Sean Lee back up that we've experienced the betrayal of somebody still hurts. Like I said, it could have been over a crush in grade school. And the crush is long gone. The betrayal of a friend still hurts. And what happens when things hurt that came from gossip, we start to grow this bitterness Sometimes we don't even remember what it's from. But we start having this unforgiveness towards an individual. And you've probably heard me say it, or you may have heard it said before, that unforgiveness is like drinking poison, thinking it's going to affect the other person. Today, we've probably all been affected by gossip in some way, shape, or form. And if you've never dealt with that hurt, you may be holding on to a little bit of bitterness. I believe that God wants to bring freedom into your life today. Maybe you're here and you've been hurt by something that somebody said and they were a Christian. They were in church and you just being here is a miracle all in itself. Can I say thank you for braving it, giving church another chance, being willing to walk in the doors, even feeling like everybody is judging you. We say it, we're imperfect people in pursuit of a perfect God. I don't know what that person intended when they spoke gossip over your life or spoke something untrue, but can I apologize for them? Because the thing is, that thing that you're holding on to is holding you back from a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. There's other people here that, you know what? Let's call it spade a spade. And we talk about people just way too much. 
We talk about the negative in people's lives opposed to, to help and encouraging and, and lifting people up. This morning is forgiveness for you as well. In a moment, I, I just want to pray over that. And if you're here and you're like, man, I've, I've been holding back from starting a relationship with, with Jesus. As I pray, would you just make a decision in your mind saying, God, I, I, I want to give this thing a shot. I want to start a relationship with you. God, that hurt that I've been holding on to, would you help me let it go? Heavenly Father, today as we talk about gossip, help us understand and know that our words can bring death or can bring life and let us choose that our talk would bring life to situations that our talk would bring life to people around us God today if we're here and we have a problem with gossip maybe something that that we said this morning helps us identify that we do have a problem with gossip would you forgive us would you come into our lives and make us whole and would you help us watch our mouths would you help us guard our ears would you help us keep our mouths shut God, let us be concerned for individuals because they need to be closer to you, not concerned about the things that they've done or the things that they've said or what's going on in their lives to tear them down and make us feel better. But Holy Spirit, in this place right now, would you help us be people that brings life into every circumstance, every situation, that we encourage people God, when we know about marriage issues, God, would we pray for them, not as a, as, a, as a prayer request disguised, but God, would we be willing to encourage, to lift up in your name. Amen. There are so many questions that you may have about faith in Jesus. Can I encourage you to explore those questions for yourself? God is not afraid of your questions. Rather, he welcomes them. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play and be sure to never miss an episode. If you find these talks beneficial, would you rate and review them? That would help others get connected to these kinds of talks. Have a great day. We can't wait to hang with you again next week.